Coming up, I'm going to teach you how to always make the right move in your professional journey. And then another example of why people are so stressed out at work and leaving, and then boomerang employees is the hot new trend. Let's go. Helping you win in your work life so that you're winning in the rest of your life. This is the Ken Coleman Show. I'm Ken. Glad that you are with us. So let's talk about a formula, shall we? Now, I'm not a big math guy, but I'm going to actually walk you through a mathematical equation that will guarantee that you are always making the right moves in your professional journey. There's, If you think about big decisions in life, some of the biggest decisions that we face are professional decisions. Obviously, they affect our livelihood. They affect our mental health, our emotional health. It's so it goes. And if you think about young people, especially, they come out of college and they're trying to pick the right path. This can be a mind-numbingly scary decision. How about those of you that are middle-aged right now and you're thinking about a pivot? Scary stuff. How do I make the right decision? And as in any area of life, the answer to complexity is always Simplicity. Always. Give me an example. I used to use one of those old school weed trimmers, you know, that had a little wire on it. Now I go buy these little these little inserts and they just kind of plug in and it is just great. But I used to use the string, right? And anybody who's ever used a trimmer with the string has has encountered this problem that I'm about to reveal. And it is, it gets all snarled up. It's unbelievable. It's like there's little goblins that appear in your garage after you put it up and somehow it tangles it. And you're out there and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to replace the wire. And you look at it and it's all twisted up. Extension cords are the same way. And then the old school wired earbuds, same deal. Put them in your backpack. On the way to the airport, by the time you get to the airport, the goblins have come out and twisted these things into a mess. So what we have here is complexity. It's like, oh my gosh, the wires, the string, the extension cord, everything's all, and you look at it, you're like, you got to be kidding me. This is a mess. It's a ball of chaos. Now we've all experienced that, right? So what's the solution to that? All of that complexity and chaos is solved by painstaking simplicity. I just got to pull this this way. I got to pull this way. I got to run it through this way. It's like, oh, I'm never going to get that part of my life back. So we've all experienced that. So it is true that complexity in our financial life, complexity in our relationship life, complexity in our health, complexity in work, complexity is solved by simplicity. So with that being the setup, and I've coached over 7,000 people. I've walked through this journey myself. I wrote this down today. I was thinking about this today, and I literally got my pencil out. And in my moleskin, I said, this is what I'm going to teach on today because I think that complexity is scary. So here we are on Halloween, and I want to take the fear out of decision-making in your life. This has obvious professional application, but I think you can apply this the rest of your life. Here we go. Here's how to guarantee that you always make the right decision, the right moves. Number one, and this is a formula, right? So at the top, we go the right direction. It's vital that before we make big moves or any move, 
that we sit down and we look at our desired future. What do I want for my relationship life? What do I want in my financial life? Where do I want to be professionally? What's my desired future? What's the direction that I'm heading? You got to know the right direction for you, not the direction that your mom and dad said you should go. Not the direction that your teacher said you go. Not the direction that some influencer on Instagram or TikTok said. The direction that you want to go in. The right direction plus the right people. Oh, this is huge. Once I know my future, what I long for my desired future to be like, I now need to put myself around the right people. Who are the right people? Glad you asked. The right people are people who are ahead of me that have accomplished that something that I want to do or something similar that I want to do. People who are also forward thinking and on purpose and striving to do and be good. People who are for me. The right people. So once I've got the right direction, now I add in the right people. People who will push me, coach me, lift me, encourage me. Help me, the right people. Next, plus the right places. Here's what I know. When I have put myself in the right places throughout my professional life and in my personal life, I have seen opportunity show up when I'm in the right place. I wrote an entire book, a number one bestseller called The Proximity Principle. And this little book is basically all about putting yourself around the right people and in the right places. When I'm around the right people, I get opportunity to get better, to be encouraged, to be helped, to be guided, and then they'll point me in the right direction for the right places. When I get in the right places, guess what? Opportunity for me to learn, do, connect, meet more of the right people is there. So so we're here's our here's our here's our addition problem. The right direction plus the right people plus the right places. This is where it gets beautiful, plus the right time. I've said this before. I'll say it again. If if I meet a person who says, I just can't catch a break, Ken. I, I, opportunity's not coming my way. I can't wait much longer. I'm going to tell you that they aren't around the right people in the right places. Because when I'm around the right people and in the right places, watch what happens. The right time shows but if I'm not around the right people, I'm not in the right places, the right time will not happen. We we think that timing is a, it's my time, which is just hogwash. The right timing happens for people who are around the right people in the right place. It's just a simple fact. You want to change your life dramatically and get better opportunities? Start hanging around the right people. Start putting yourself in the right places and watch opportunities show up and knock on your door and say, here I am. And people will look at that and go, oh, she was so lucky. Then the right place at the right time. As if it were happenstance. As opposed to discipline. So the right time only happens as a result of me being around the right people and in the right places. And here's the last piece, the right role. So we got the right direction. I've chosen the right direction based on how I'm wired. 
what I'm good at, what I love to do, what results matter deeply to me. That's the right direction. Plus the right people. i got to put myself around people that are going to help me move in that direction, prepare me for that direction. I need to be in the right places so that essentially I am on the next rung of the ladder. I, I need to realize that when I do that, the right time happens, and then finally the right role. See, the right timing is when opportunity shows up and you go, this is the opportunity to say yes to. Not all opportunity should we say yes to. If you're around the right people and in the right place, I got news for you. You're going to see a lot of opportunity coming your way. But now you got to go, wait a second, I got to go back to the right direction. And does this opportunity that presents itself to me right now that quite frankly makes me feel good, I'm wanted. We're going to talk about boomerang employees later in the program. These are people who took a job, took an opportunity over the last two years, and they got there and they were like, oh man, I, the, the old place was better. I shouldn't have gone. I should have stayed where I was. Because we humans love opportunity. You know why? A new job with a pay raise and a title makes me feel good and look good. Oh, it's hard to say no to that, right? It's hard. It's hard to say no to something that looks good and feels good. But when we see opportunities come our way, we've got to revisit the direction. And does this opportunity put me in a place to keep moving in the direction I want to go? So here's the formula. The right direction plus the right people plus the right places plus the right time plus the right role equals the right result. You want to make good decisions at every step of your journey in multiple areas of your life? Make sure you're heading the right direction, you're around the right people, in the right places. The right time will happen, but you have to decide then and there, is this the right role, the right move professionally to step into this, and all of it comes together to the right result. That's how you get confidence and clarity to make the right decisions. It doesn't happen by chance. It happens as a result of intentionality. All right, I'm just getting warmed up. Next, a story that reveals why so many people are stressed out. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Don't we all need help being better? And they're great at it. You know, we all carry around a lot of stress from our family life and our professional life, and it can just hit us at the same time. Big stuff, small stuff. And we can talk to our friends, or maybe you have a great relationship with a leader at work or a coworker, but you may not feel comfortable telling them everything. I know I wouldn't. And when we keep things bottled up, it will eventually leak out, and it's really negative. But therapy, it's a safe space to get everything off your chest with an unbiased professional and figure out how to work through stuff that's weighing you down. So if you've thought of therapy before, you're thinking about it now, please try BetterHelp. Therapy isn't just for people who've gone through trauma. It's great to build skills, to become better personally and professionally. And BetterHelp is flexible enough to fit your busy schedule because it's completely online. All you do is fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get stuff off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ken today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ken. 
Welcome back to the program. We are here to help you, and I need your help. If this show is helping you, and you are watching via YouTube, will you help us spread the good news? You can do that by liking the videos you're watching, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing. And then if you're listening via your favorite podcast app, give us a follow, a five-star review, and share the show as well. All right. So in in months past and years past, I have done a lot of content uh, around Amazon. And gosh, I can't believe my Amazon Prime account has not been canceled. Um, But thankfully, it hasn't. Although it would probably be good for me because... Uh, now my kids are getting in on the whole thing. Like my kids are now making money and my 14 year old daughter, she's babysitting. So she's got some cash and I just come home every day to more Amazon packages. So it probably would be a good thing for my budget. If Amazon canceled my prime account, I don't want them to please Amazon. Don't cancel my prime account, but Amazon is going to fall. I've said that on this program. Some of you think Amazon's too big to fall. They're not too big to fall. They're going to fall. Because they've gotten so big and they have lost complete focus on the other side of service. Amazon is so focused on serving my 14-year-old daughter who orders something and they're not focusing on servicing their people. Serving their people, rather. Truly serving. Here's another story. The reason that Amazon will fall, by the way, is because they will run out of people eventually. They've already had internal memos that have been published. We shared it on the show in certain markets like Phoenix, Arizona. In their distribution center, they are literally burning through people. They're going through people like a wood chipper does a log. It's spitting people out. It's crazy. So here's this story. It caught my attention. I had to share it. Headline. I quit Amazon after two months. Okay. Young man named Navdeep Singh, a 25-year-old software engineer. So now listen. This is not, this is a white-collar job. This is not a warehouse job, and those stories are just unbelievably brutal. This is a white-collar job. So I want to just touch on a couple things here in the story, and then I'm going to tie this to those of you who are stressed out of your mind. What do we do about this? What are your options? It's because poor leadership is creating this. So he goes into this article, and he says, look, I was aware of Amazon's reputation as a stressful place to work. But after reading all the posts on Reddit, Blind, and other outlets, I assumed it was the worst cases being reported. Okay, now here's here's why I read that. I am also a person that I'm very suspect if I, if, first of all, I don't go on Reddit. That is the, that is the um, slum of society. Reddit is full of people who are unhealthy and have too much time on their hands. Okay, if you're on Reddit, I apologize Please don't take that personally. But Reddit is a bulletin board of unhappy people. It just is. And so I can get some information from Reddit, but I wouldn't spend all my time there. However, as you look at all of these sites and you see a pattern of the same complaint over and over and over again, it should be a red flag to you. Maybe I don't want to take a job at Amazon, but this young guy does. He takes a flyer. He's like, okay, we'll try it. So his first day of work, first day, by the way, this is in the, this is in the hall of fame of bad bossery. Okay. This, this right here is hall of fame level, bad bossery. His manager says, I'm slammed. We're all under it right now. Try not to ask me any questions. 
What? Now I'm old enough and experienced enough that if that if that was said to me, I'd literally been like, I'm out. I'm literally quitting right now. If a leader looks at you on the first day and says, listen, I'm underwater. We're a little bit slammed. It'd be great if you didn't ask questions. We have now entered into a dumpster fire. You have literally said, I would like a job here, and I know that the dumpster is on fire, and I'm okay being burned. That's mind-numbingly awful for a leader to say that. Now, let me just say quickly before I move on. It's a horrible thing for the leader to say. It's awful. But can I also say I have some empathy for the leader? Because that statement is made out of sheer pain of just trying to survive. I got three teenagers. Good Lord, pray for me. I'm in the middle of it. I mean, hello. I Parenting is the hardest freaking job in the world. But parenting teens is impossible. So there's a little bit of sunshine for all of you young parents out there that feel like you're exhausted with little ones. Wait till they're teenagers. Oh, it goes from being the most difficult job in the world to being impossible. I'm kidding, sort of. I am victim, and every parent of a teenager is a victim of a teenager saying something in the throes of hormonal emotion that they don't mean. I mean, teenagers can say awful things. Am I right, parents? Awful things. They don't mean it, but it hurts anyway. And it's just, oh, it's so emotional and hormonal, and they say just awful things. But as a dad, I can now understand there's something going on And it causes us, if we don't process emotions properly, all of us have the ability to say something that is wildly damaging. So, all that said, that leader is in such a stressed out, squeezed position that that leader would say something like that. So, is that leader responsible? Yes. But there's also somebody responsible above that leader because desperate people do and say desperate things. All right. So I have a little bit of empathy. So he gets assigned a mentor, this guy. So the leader's already said, hey, try not to ask me questions. Then he gets assigned a work buddy. Isn't that cute? Isn't that sweet? That's awesome. I think of that old uh, doll when I was a kid. I'm a child of the 80s. Bob, you probably remember the My Buddy. It was like a doll for boys. And it was named My Buddy. Right, my buddy and me. It's all coming back to me now. Thank you very much. Uh, the singing, by the way, was bonus content today for you. But th- he gets a work buddy, and it's a mentor. And the buddy is supposed to, I guess, fill in the gap from the leader, who's like, I don't have time for your questions. Well, so he gets the assigned buddy, and he's setting up his computer, and he was asking about some options about the service, which ones, and he's going through some just basic sign in stuff on his computer and he's asking who you would think the person to ask. He's already been told by his leader, don't ask me any questions. And now he's got his work buddy and he says, Hey buddy. I picture that's how that went. What do I do here? And the guy says to him, figure it out on your own. Warning sign of dumpster fire too. 
Boss says, don't ask me questions. Work buddy goes, figure it out on your own. At, at what point are you going, this was a horrible decision. I'm out. I'd rather do Uber Eats than live in that environment. Nothing against Uber Eats, by the way. I just first thing that came to my mind. I'm offending everybody today. It's great. It's going to be a good show. So then he finally gets everything set up and he's in. And he begins to realize that most people on his team, this is a white collar engineer job, uh, are working on weekends sometimes as late as 9 p.m. because of these very strict deadlines. So he's now noticing this. So then it goes into, he's like, I don't know if I can keep the schedule up. It's not what I signed up for. So then he realizes that because he couldn't ask any questions, everybody was expecting him to solve the problem by himself. It began to create this massive pressure, as it would on anyone, to not make a mistake. You've not been trained. You can't ask questions. You've got to figure it out on your own. And, and because the pressure is so cooked up on this deal, he's like, if I make a mistake, and he got to the point where he lost all self-confidence in his ability to make a good decision. And so here's the point I share this story for. This is not just happening at Amazon. People are burned out, stressed out. And if you are in that situation and you have taken it to your leader to go, I, I need training. I need resources. I need time. Because by the way, that's what we all need on a practical level. And if you raise your hand on that and they are so slammed, they're so burned that they can't help you, and it is just a fight to survive, can I just tell you, that fight is not winnable. So take your losses on the upfront, learn from this situation, look for it in the job interview, but you have to move on. It's not going to get better. In fact, it's only going to get worse. With each passing day, you get burned and burned and burned, and then it is not sustainable. So, be aware. You made a bad decision. But be aware, you now know what to look for. The interview is just as much about you as it is them. Use it that way. were created to contribute through work. It's just that simple. You can't ignore this. You're not just created for a J-O-B and collecting 26 paychecks. You know you're made for more than that. And I believe you were created to fill a very specific and unique role in your work. That means you are needed. You're very valuable. And it means you must do it. There's a duty for you to show up and fill that role. Now, on the other side of that is plenty of money. I'm not saying that it's uh, you're going to be rich, but you'll be wealthy. Big difference. We know that the third largest group of net worth millionaires in the United States are teachers, and they aren't making a lot of money, but they're making enough money. Why? They're fulfilled. Those that haven't been burned out and pushed out by a system that's breaking and splintering, separate topic, different show. But there is a calling and a meaning that we experience when we're doing that work that we were created to do. And so thus we can live on less than we make. We can change our lifestyle because we are fulfilled and we aren't chasing dollar signs to fill the void. So you 
can win financially, but more importantly, win emotionally and mentally at work when you are doing that work that you're good at, that you enjoy, and that produces results that matter to you. It's why I created the Get Clear Work Assessment. It's a wildly popular assessment. It's not a personality assessment. It measures what you do best, talent. It measures work that lights your heart up, passion. And it measures and reveals what results actually motivate you. No one can motivate you but you. And that all comes from the heart. So it's a wonderful, wonderful tool. Takes you about 15 minutes. It's a $30 product. Spits out a purpose statement plus a detailed report in those three areas of your design. What you do best, what you love to do most, and results that motivate you. So you can get it at KenColeman.com slash assessment. KenColeman.com slash assessment. Okay. So uh, millions and millions and millions and millions, you catching a the theme here, of American workers change jobs at the end of 2020 going into the end of 2022. They called it the Great Resignation. The numbers were staggering. Historically speaking, for that amount of time, we saw four plus million people change jobs. Most of them getting a pay bump. It is what has driven inflation. The big reason that inflation is where it is, is because we saw so many workers change positions, leaving holes, taking higher pay, so the companies that they left had to entice people to leave, and we started seeing hourly wages and salaries just go like this. And again, I'm all for people making more money, but for everybody who clamors that we need to be paid more to deal with inflation, the reason we have inflation is because everybody got paid more. So why don't we focus on keeping what we have? That's a separate topic, and boy, does that upset people. When they put me saying that out on social media, people who don't understand economics come after me. Why do you hate the worker? I don't hate the worker. I've dedicated my professional life to help you find the work you love. But I'm just explaining basic economics. I'm just explaining it. I'm not saying it's right. Well, there's corporate green and, and Burger King. If they have to pay someone 15 an hour, they shouldn't make my Whopper more. Yeah, I get that, but that's not what they do. They actually make your Whopper more expensive. So can we just, you know, let's, let's think about this stuff. This is basic economics. Well, there is an emotional and psychological effect of changing jobs and it can be a roller coaster so let's take the millions of people who left their jobs many millions left their job because they got a title bump they got a pay raise and they were like this is great i'm wanted i'm making more money so as i mentioned early in the show i feel good because i'm wanted and the money, and I look good because I left to go to something better. So it plays to all of our insecurities and desire to be loved. Okay? Makes sense. But what happened was people didn't do their homework. They went to the interview process and they treated the interview process like it was a reality TV show like The Bachelor, God help us, that awful show, 
I watched it for a few seasons with my wife, full disclosure, and I just couldn't handle it anymore. But anyway, it's like the, one of these dating shows where whether it's the men or the women, Bachelorette will throw everybody into this, where they're trying to audition, if you will, and win the heart of said bachelor, Bachelorette. That's how most people treat their job interviews. As opposed to going, well, wait a second. It's, I'm not sure I love you. <laughs> like, like, that's what dating should be about. Like, the dating, it should be about, well, okay, I, let's see if this has got some long-term potential. And, and we don't treat interviews like that. We treat interviews like we're the one that's going, pick me, pick me, pick me. And it ought to be, I don't know if I want you to pick me. I don't know if I want to work for you. But we ought to treat job interviews like that. Not just, pick me, pick me. I want a job. I want a check. Ha, ha, ha. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Like, why don't you ask some good questions? Well, what's it like to work here? How would you describe the culture? Do you know how, how few leaders get asked that question? You don't watch a leader squirm and you start to get some insight as to what kind of a place this is that you might be working for? Ask that kind of a question. How would you describe your leadership style? Uh, uh, it'd be like a politician on a Sunday morning show. They don't know what to say. Now, if they know what to say and it sounds good, you go, all right. So all that said, make sure that you don't make the mistake that millions of Americans did. And it was called the great regret. And it's now led to a new trend called boomerang employees. And does everybody know what a boomerang is? Right. I never know. A lot of Gen Z watching these shows. A boomerang, a wooden instrument known from Australia, and it kind of looks like a, a funky V, and you throw that thing out there, and it comes right back to you. I had a uh, rubber one when I was younger. Great fun. Used to love to try to take the head off of my younger brother with that thing, you know, like, but it comes back to you. So boomerang employees are employees that are now applying to go back to the companies that they left. And... It's not always successful, but a major company that we talked about and was in the news, Salesforce, which is probably the giant as, a, as it relates to sales software. Salesforce.com, Mark Vinioff, has gone public saying uh, after laying off 10% of its staff earlier this year, talk about a rebound. They laid off 8,000 people earlier this year. And Benioff went public and said, look, we overhired. Well, now he's coming back and saying, uh, we had a better second quarter than we thought, and they actually hosted an alumni event for people who were employed at other companies that left to them, basically saying, it's okay to come back. So it's like a homecoming event. And I, the jury's out on this for me. I, I, I think it can work. I don't think it always will work. Um, but they're trying to restore 40% of the headcount that they slashed. So... Boomerang employees are a new trend, not just for Benioff and Salesforce. Numerous studies are showing that businesses have seen a surge in former staffers reaching out and reapplying for jobs they quit. Why? The grass was not greener. And they realize it. Uh, payroll company, Paycheck, surveyed American workers have found that 80%, this is staggering, 80% of employees who left their jobs during the Great Resignation now regret it. Wow, that's huge. 80%. Now, so if you're in that bunch, you're going to have to overcome a few things. 
depending on the company, you're going to have to overcome the fact that, well, you left us, and now you want to come back. You know? It's kind of like the the awkward breakup. You broke up with a, with a girl or a guy in high school, and you thought there was somebody better, and that didn't work out, and you're like, I kind of like being with you. And they're kind of like, okay, why should I? You dumped me. You dumped me. Why should I go back with you? I don't know where you fall into that category. I think the world's made of two people. People who, once they're dumped, they go, sorry, I'm out. And people go, okay, okay. I'm in the, sorry, you dumped me. I'm going to find somebody better and try to parade around you. That, that's a little spiteful, isn't it? Well, that's where that's where I fall in. But understand that companies are going to have to decide whether or not they want you back because they maybe they don't trust you. You broke trust. So you're going to work, work extra hard if you're a boomerang employee. I'm saying go for it. But understand, you're going to have to overcome some objections, and I would look at it that way. Why should they trust you? Eat some humble pie and get back in there. This is The Ken Coleman Show. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.